some people tend to seem to use these times of the unprecedented times to sort of be like shitty to each other or you know it almost seems like they're making an excuse as to why they can't be better in life or you know like there was some kind of relief pressure uh, relief valve that came along with this whole thing like some people a lot of people really just waiting for some excuse uh, to kind of let things fall apart uh, you know with with the current debt crisis for example or people's medical bills being out of control uh, here comes this excuse this this giant you know loophole for you in life to be able to take a break and slow down and focus on safety and on these other things right and in these unprecedented times is what I keep hearing right Unpre- these unprecedented times uh, you know people even tend to pass up opportunity you know or change their life plan of course uh, a lot of it's react you know reactionary but like I said the deeper psychological issue of having someone come along and take that burden away from you for a moment and a lot of the time that's how evil operates really is with a mask of wanting to help or a mask of you know here here to take the burden away from you for a moment and of course there's this thing that we need to focus on there's this giant you know circus mesmerizing thing happening uh that you've got to you know change your lifestyle habits and start behaving differently to effect and uh all that gives you an excuse you know to take away from doing the work that you actually should be doing or could be doing and a lot of the fear and propaganda is used in this way and you know it's no secret that the united nations crafted up things like the green revolution you know or global warming or climate change and uh, the different narratives that aren't necessarily just scientific. That's what a lot of people get caught up on, is thinking that something is scientific fact, or the scientific consensus on the community uh, agrees on a certain thing, and I think they're really missing the point that a lot of the propaganda and the media and the narrative is not driven by truth. It's not driven by this quest for scientific truth. It's driven by greed um, even just monetarily, you could you could make the case that you know why would the media cover s- specific aspects on health or other things that might you know be alternative to their narrative if their funding is coming from big pharma, if their funding is coming from the big pharmaceutical companies, then their scientific data can be skewed, manipulated, uh, certain things left out. That's a big technique, uh, sort of a closed model of information that does end up generating uh, a certain narrative, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's aligned with truth. And, you know, the CDC or the WHO or uh, anyone responsible for doing investigations on vaccines, if there's a, a financial motivation for a company to succeed and to not have uh, any liability for their products harming people and creating like a crony capitalism type fascist system where a mandated product can be deployed and someone who's investing on that, as we know Gil Bates has heavily, uh, can, and I, he talks about his gains from these 
uh, investments, and that they're one of the most profitable investments that uh, he could find. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that, and it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? Well, it's pretty impressive that when you take these vaccines, uh, get them to be very inexpensive by making big volume commitments, have that right relationship with the private sector, uh, get the delivery system so they're really getting the coverage out there, you literally save millions of lives. And 20 years ago when we created these new multilateral organizations, Gavi for the vaccines, uh, Global Fund uh, for HIV, uh, TB and malaria, we didn't know they'd be successful. They've gone through lots of challenges about making sure the money gets there, making sure the efficiency is right. But as we look at upcoming replenishments for those, and we've got so much distraction uh, politically that the international uh, needs like this could uh, get eclipsed if we're not careful, you know, we see a, a phenomenal track record. It's been $100 billion overall that the world's put in. Our foundation uh, is a bit more than $10 billion, uh, but we feel there's been over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. The human benefit uh, in millions of lives saved. So, you know, we're here with a pretty strong message that uh, although all these other issues are very important, let's not forget about the great success in global health and maintaining that commitment. I think the numbers that you ran through were if you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. Again, you know, that narrative is meant to disarm the people and disarm uh, those affected by the manipulation from pursuing something that could be really meaningful in their life. And, and again, fear and the propaganda being used to get you stuck in a position where you're not even willing to make room for growth and change. And development, even a mentor, you know, could be rejected, as we've talked about before. People are running from the truth. They're running from freedom. And so you give them any excuse to not accept the weight and the responsibility of what it would mean to manage their own life. You can see people wait to hear what the dictates are from on high with the current climate. And uh, that's generally, there, there was, you know, a sort of drifting away from that. The mainstream media wasn't so prominent. But since then, even, you know, people in alt movements are calling out numbers from the CDC and things like that as if they're just blatant truth, as if it's just, you know, we should just believe them at this point. And really, again, what I think the deeper psychological issue of what's happening here is just putting people in a state of waiting for someone else to provide a solution to their to their problems. And it's sort of a problem reaction solution type thing. Um, creating an environment of a, a serious issue that is happening all across the world and then uh, creating reactions to that that people will follow in response to that, you know, crisis, uh, to, to the fear that's being driven and then the behaviors of people change. And there is an end goal in mind with all of this and really all these steps of social distancing and wearing masks and getting used to the phone tracking you and voluntarily, you know, allowing yourself to be 
contact traced and getting involved with these systems is not just part of a an illness or a virus that's going around. This is part of a, a nefarious agenda to bring in, you know, other forms of government that are more technocratic and cybernetic in their uh, in their operations. And people are really not aware of a lot of the different things that they should be to protect themselves um, personally, psychologically, um, from psychic vampirism, and just overall mind control. And again, fear is one of the largest tools. It's always been the tools of the dictator or even, you know, of a, of a more nefarious monarch or in the modern day, it's done through the media and it's done through, you know, official science and consensus reality that, you know, there's already been a decision made on something and you know, with the whole C-19 thing, I don't, I don't have my mind made up on one way or the other of what this all is, and none of us really know exactly what's happening. Um, but what we do know is that there are well-known liars and people who've manipulated and used their platforms for misguiding and misdirecting and pushing fear and pushing propaganda, and this is proven over and over. So why are we giving them credit now for giving us the truth about any anything and we sh really people are repeating facts accepting you know these narratives and accepting the agendas without question without doing their own proper research and they have their official streams that they're just going to believe and they're not going to question even if there is alternative information to be looked into about you know what's happening and most people aren't doing the due diligence to do that they're just blindly repeating and following out of this sort of amygdala response survival mechanism. I mean, they've got it programmed very well. It's working very well at the, at the moment. And it's just keeping us away, again, another period of time where we're distracted and kept away from seeking eternal truth, from asking the big questions, and uh, from really growing beyond the, the psychological state of mind where you need someone to inform you that your business is needs to be shut down due to the safety violations and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's almost like a, a group of grown children who wait for Big Mommy and Big Daddy to tell them how to run their lives. And that's sort of the root of the problem. Another big part of the problem is the legal corporate matrix that binds us to these policies that come down uh, from on high. If we weren't so involved in the legal matrix and the legal fictions, in the false personas and the flattering titles, then, you know, we can take our own safety precautions towards society and civilization in the way that we see fit, and people would be more responsible at that point. And so it's all about, you know, taking on more responsibility, more personal responsibility to the information that we're needing to process to understand how to best protect ourselves. Um, really from a, a communist-style takeover. <laughs> and, I, you know, you, you, when someone says they might say me here, protect yourself, start thinking about from, you know, a virus and wearing masks and things like that. But what's really happening here is an infiltration of a way of being and a way of living uh, in the West, a way of thinking, a way of understanding uh, things like property rights or even just self-ownership and being able to make decisions for your own self. That is not something that the uh, left 
the extreme radical left and the communists that have infiltrated our systems and subverted them in order to, you know, push this sort of global village idea and that, you know, you won't have the ability to be an individual unique self uh, if they have their way. You would just be part of the contribution to the overall group, part of, uh, you know, just kind of some dust on or some sand on the beach getting blown around uh, with all the other bits of sand. And, you know, you're not meant to to have a lifestyle of freedom or some, something that you get to choose uh, a lot of things for your own self and your own family. You know, families under this uh, fourth industrial revolution that the uh, United Nations, I forget the specific group that's pushing that, We are wondering what is happening to the world. Everything is changing. The very idea of human being some sort of natural concept is really going to change. Our bodies will be so high-tech we won't be able to really distinguish between what's natural and what's artificial. Inside our own heads is the most complex arrangement of matter in the known universe. You might ask yourself, can we get to be superhumans? definitely going full-blown with you know taking away your your so-called uh rights under the constitution but as as you know i'm under the understanding of and fully understand to the depth of my core that there isn't any documents or papers that need to grant me rights or to give me liberty or to allow me to be free these are inherent immutable unwavering truths about, uh, you know, the nature of our being and the, and how our reality works. And those who are t- attempting to thwart natural law and completely, uh, you know, undermine the systems of law that actually do govern our moral behavior and invert that to where everything we do, everything we act on, every, th- every m- action that we take, everything we do ends up being... a uh, you know, against the laws of nature, literally creating, you know, a false legal persona is this, is, is creating something that's not real, like a corporation who acts legally. A person is a corporation under the federal government of the United States of America. And this is all just a corporate fiction. It's not actually real. It's not actually something in reality that can uh be you know grabbed and touched and and seen and is doing things these this is a a fiction that's created and that's why a corporation would be able to go around and harm everyone with their products like with vaccines and not not get any repercussions against that so they don't they're not held liable through their corporate fiction through the legalese 
And in reality, they are responsible. And they should, justice should be had against anyone who harms somebody else. And we should be the ones to enact that here in the 3D physical reality. So that fiction, that corporate fiction of, you know, Pfizer or any Bayer or Monsanto, anybody who's gotten this sort of legal immunity uh, through their basically just fraudulent piracy, it's just criminals uh, operating under legalese and corporate policy. And that is really, again, that goes back to what the roots of the problem really are, that we give power to things that aren't real and respect it and worship it as if it is. And that word worship, you can say of it whatever you want to, but when we obey the laws of men and the, the laws and the legalese and the corporate policy and the dictates of other people without being able to think and choose for ourselves what is right and act in ourselves what is the truth and be able to you know, operate outside of what other people demand of you because you know it's right, it's the right thing to do. And achieving this is a lot harder than, you know, it sounds. And most people, without a proper moral philosophy or ethical principle to operate off of, don't know what I'm talking about or how to get out of any of that or, you know, why there's anything even wrong with with just kind of the might-makes-right mentality about how things work on this planet. But, as you can see, with certain people being taken down uh, recently, uh, Jillian Maxwell and Epstein and things like this, I've called out that I think that Bill Gates will be a figure like this. This is really just kind of like low-hanging fruit. It's a, it's a limited hangout type of thing that uh, after the whole, you know, WikiLeaks and everything being exposed there and then con continuous ex exposure of these pedophiles that basically operate at high levels of government and uh, politics and just in the whole kind of elite class of people, uh, there's a large group of human trafficking pedophiles, you know, on this planet. And there's, you know, I, I forget the figure, but it's a ridiculous figure of children go missing just in America alone every year. And p part of that is through people like uh, Maxwell. But then there's a, there's still a lot more. And that's what we have to be careful of, is thinking because some of these figures fall, that it's not, they're just really throwing some meat to the wolves, really. They know that the walls are caving in, they know that there's a door closing on them, and that the lights are coming on, and that they're going to be exposed. So it's like throwing a stake to the, to the guard dogs, you know, or to the wolves that are surrounding you to kind of keep them at bay. And a lot of that, you know, they're willing to do that to their own. And they're definitely willing to do that to the social justice warriors out there fighting for all this uh, political unrest and change. You know, those will be some of the first people once uh, you kind of get into more of the digital gulag. These are the first people that will be sacrificed to the testing, to the beast, to the machine, um, and the way that things are going to go. And they won't even realize until it's too late that what they've done. They've given all their power away. They've given all, you know presumed authority away, although you can never really actually do this in reality, uh, you know, have someone else represent your authority and your agency and your, in this body, you know, you are the one who is responsible for your decisions and actions. Um, but yeah, so again, I just feel like the unprecedented times thing is just really people using an excuse to be, you know, awful, uh, crappy to each other. Uh, people not, you know, giving the respect. At the same time, there are people that are taking, like, more, almost seems like more time 
to interact and smile, and there are the few like that. But there's the, this huge thing of like, well, we just had to like lay everybody off and completely go bankrupt, and the whole just because of COVID nineteen. And you know, a lot of these, you know, bigger corporations that are doing this are still getting their bonuses for the top people in those companies. They're still enjoying, you know, margaritas on their yacht in the in the Gulf of Mexico. It's just an excuse to dump the bad decisions and the things that really shouldn't have been there. A lot of jobs that people had, honestly, they should have been thinking about backup plans. They shouldn't have been getting comfortable in their situation. And it's a big wake-up call that we're being given that, you know, if you were getting too comfortable that it's time to make a lot of change, it's time to get rid of things in your life that are holding you back, and it's definitely not the time to start consuming more Netflix and you know, taking a break and get, you know, just getting out and kind of walking around and not, not really doing anything, you know, get focused, get productive, get doing the things that you should be doing to better yourself and your situation and fight 10 times harder than you did before. Cause yeah, it, I've been saying since January to my family and to my wife and Cassandra, basically like, get ready. This is going to get, everything is going to get 10 times harder. And I, I said it, you know, dead serious about how that was going to go. And I've been w- working way harder than I uh, ever thought I would have to. Um, the, but I'm, the point was is that I mentally was getting ready for the situation. Because we're not going to, you know, go and just barely survive and drag along and be, like, l- living under the radar outside of the system. Like, no. We'll rise above the system and work through it and work over it. And, you know, 10x this thing where I'm coming out on top of this not because, uh, you know, of just you know, being lucky, but because we planned and thought and prepared to not just survive, but thrive in these unprecedented times, right? So I'm flipping that around and and going the opposite direction. You know, we're not shutting down, we're blowing up. So, you know, I think that people need to do the same thing, get back to doing what's productive and the best for you. And, uh, you know, it's okay to respect others who might not be willing to accept that this there's a lot of hoax to this thing. I'm not saying there's not a virus, but there is a lot of fear being driven for ends that people need to start to understand a lot more about how things operate on this planet and how things are really, you know, not what they seem when it comes to things like when the media is all unified and they're all the governments become unified and all the big corporations become unified under one plan. It's because there's a master plan at work, and there's like a timeline with a step-by-step process of how this thing unfolds. And it definitely will ramp up over the next three to five years. I think it's going to be their their great leap forward. Uh, What they're looking to push is a massive um, disruption and change and uh, complete shift of how the world looks and how people interact in the world. And, you know, it's time to really just kind of wake up to what's going on and realize that uh, this is a crutch and any of the things that are getting holding you back from making a future decision and getting you to move forward you have to really watch that happening in your own mind and and protect yourself from these tactics so i hope that was helpful Uh, this is tyler bloyer you can go to tylerbloyer.com to check out more Uh, i'll have some more content coming out in the future done some recent recordings that uh, had some sound issues, so I'm still out there producing content and trying to get it out, Uh, not for any kind of audience satisfaction or anything, 
Um, but really, there's some big things in the plans, uh, some big future uh, content production projects that I'll be working on and getting my own uh, shows together and things that I'll be working on in that direction. And just, again, trying to represent a different idea, trying to represent a different frame of looking at things and uh, being able to explore freely where I want to go with that. And there could be other projects that spin off of what I'm doing. Um, but really, you know, I like to focus on these sort of, you know, polarizing points or more contrarian things um, right now and just sort of work through some of this stuff myself, you know. A lot of the things I talk about here are things that I've felt and dealt with myself and seen in myself operating. So it's not like I'm pointing the finger. You know, I'm really just kind of highlighting emotions and things that go on with me and, and recognizing my capacity to fall into some of these things and realizing, you know, at some points that a lot of people are, are in those positions. And uh, so it's a little bit of an outsider view because I definitely don't have, I think, like a mainstream point of view. Um, but anyway, I'll cut it there. Me and the family are going to spend some time together this weekend. Uh, got a lot of things on the horizon, a lot of projects to work on. And I will get back at you soon. And hope you guys have a good one. Thanks. You know, in fact, the testing could have been ramped up uh, very quickly in a few countries that have almost avoided the epidemic entirely, like uh, Taiwan, New Zealand, Australia, you know, they took their experience and actually prepared. And so they moved a lot faster. Uh, so we, you know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know, I'd say is, uh, will get attention this time. Mm-hmm.